1: With his faithful Filipino valet Cato, Britt Reid, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reid in the thrilling adventure of Scrapper McGuire's hero, The Green Hornet Strikes Again. sat on one of the bunks in a prison cell talking in low tones. Red Doyle, the older of the two, had decided during the few months they were together that young Curly Lambert was okay.
2: Well, Curly, they'll be come to let you out soon. That's right, Red. Today's the day. Yeah, I'd be sorry to see you leave, in a way. You turned out to be good company as a cellmate. <laughs> it took you a long time to decide that, though, Red. Right? Well, when you first came in here with that high-class look and nice way of talking, I I was kind of suspicious. Sure, I know. But you can't play the con racket unless you have the looks and way of talking to go with it. We were just in different rackets, that's all. You know, another thing that made me suspicious was that I got five years for being in the racket I was caught at. And you was in for six months for a misdemeanor. Yet they stuck us into the same cell. You soon found out about that, (laughs) though. Yeah, and the guard wised me up that they was overcrowded and had no place else to put you. Yeah, you didn't look any too pleased yourself, girl. <laughs> I wasn't at first. But I got used to you. Tell me, that racket of yours, stealing small parts from war factories, was rather risky, wasn't it? It was risky for me, you can bet on that. I'm the dope who took the rap. Sitting here and stir while the others are going on making dough. Ah, uh, red. Huh? How come you were the only one caught? I mean... Why didn't I squeal on the others? Yeah. Well, now, if you think I'm being too curious... Oh, go on, kid. That's, that's what I like about you. You wasn't the nosy kind. And I'll tell you why if you really want to know. Okay. If you want to. Yeah, there were two reasons. First, if I'd have squealed, I'd have been rubbed out. Second, they stored away enough dough for me to make a good start later. Did the racket break up when you were gone? <laughs> that's a laugh. It's going bigger than ever. You see, I was only one of the factory truck drivers. I got nabbed unloading the stuff at a certain place. But that was only one of the places the gang used. I'd sort of like to get into something different. Good paying racket when I get out. There ain't no better paying racket than that one, kid. See, if you really want to get onto something like that, maybe I could put you wise. Oh, I don't know, Red. Maybe you wouldn't want to put me in touch. Why not? Nobody knows you better than I do. Now, listen, when you get to the city, you go look up a guy by the name of Charlie Kane. Tell him I sent you, see? Charlie Kane, huh? Yeah. I don't forget the name. He lives in the flat at 411 River Street. I'll remember. Is, uh, is he the head of the gang, right? Now? Who, Charlie? Now, he's a foreman on the war plant. None of us ever knew who Charlie took his orders from. We just did what Charlie told us. Oh? Well, I'll go see your friend, Charlie. Yeah, you do that, kid. I'm sure he'll give you a start. I just thought of something, Red. What? I'll let guy know I'm really a friend of yours. Might not take my word for it. That's right. Charlie's cagey about meeting strangers. Wait a minute. Hey, look. See this? Looks like a lucky piece. It is. Charlie gave it to me himself once. You'll know you're a friend of mine if you show him this. Yeah. Take it with you. Oh, it sure is nice to be back in the old town First thing for me to do is to get a room at the downtown <coughs> hotel Then I'll look up friend Charlie Red doesn't get. Look care. at that
0: kid! Hey, Moses, the kid's falling right Good in the shot. path of that truck. Maybe I can make it. Hey, the boy will be killed. Hey, that guy's trying to save him. They'll both be hit. We're
3: gonna be close.
0: Here you go. Hey, what happened?
3: Well, who's hurt? I never saw anything
1: like it. You know, hey, I hit him. I couldn't stop in time. I
3: We're all right. How about it, sir? Let me help you out.
4: I'm okay, mister. You, you kind of knocked the wind out of me for a minute. Hey, that was some tackling, mister. Yeah, roll that boy right from in front of that truck. Gee, mister, you saved my life. I don't know what to say, but thanks.
3: That's all right, sir. Glad I made it.
4: What's your name? I'm Scrapper McGuire, a copy boy on the Daily Sentinel. Gee, mister, you're a hero. Oh, forget you are... it, kid. So long. Be careful next time. Hey, hey, wait a minute, mister. You didn't tell me who you are! Hey, wait! I'm gonna follow him and see where he lives. He's sure one swell guy. But the sentinel ought to put his picture in the paper for saving my life like that. <laughs> I know he came in here, but I don't know his name.
5: Well, oh, he's got to come out sometime. Well, well, Scrapper McGuire. Oh, what in heaven's name are you hanging around this hotel lobby for? I'd like to know. Oh, hello, Mr. Axford. I followed a man here, and I'm waiting for him to come out. Shouldn't I thought you were a copy boy, not a detective.
4: Why should you be following a man? Well, he he's a hero, Mr. Axford. A hero, is it? Yep. He saved my life a while ago. Saved your life, you say? That's right. I was running across the avenue, and I fell. I saw a big truck coming right at me, but I couldn't get up in time. All of a sudden, he came running from the sidewalk, made a flying tackle like a big football player, and rolled me out of the way. Holy crow, I... Say oh. now, Scrapper, you ain't just making this on up, are you? Nope, honest, cross my heart, Mr. Axford. He left before I got here, so... so I
5: followed him. I thought we ought to have his picture to put in the Sentinel or something. Say now, that kind of thinking shows you have the makings of a good reporter, that it does. It would make a nice little story for the Sentinel.
4: I wish he'd come along, I should have been back long ago. Mr. Gunnigan's going to be wondering where I am. I've been gone now almost. Hey, look, over there. What? That's him, the guy who saved me. Come from the elevator now. He's going right on toward the street door. Come on.
5: Hey, mister, wait. Oh, gee, there he goes. Uh, Never mind, scrapper. You go on back to the sentinel. I'll grab a cab and follow your hero and bring back the story. Gee, thanks, Mr. Axford. Taxi! Taxi! See you later, scrapper. So long. So long, Mr. Axford. Follow that cab that's turning the corner. Step on it.
1: Late that afternoon, Mike Axford entered the office of Britt Reed, well known playboy and young publisher of the Daily Sentinel.
5: Well, Axford, what's on your mind? If anything. Reed, I ran onto something mighty funny this afternoon. Really? What? Well, it this way I was following a guy who saved Scrapper McGuire's life today. Saved Scrapper's life? What do you mean? Sure, and you can get that story from Scrapper later, Reed. Anyway, Scrapper thought his hero ought to have a write up in a picture in the Sentinel. Oh, I see. Go on. Well, the guy went to a place on River Street. He went into a flat on the ground floor. As I got to the door and was about to knock, I heard voices inside. And what they were saying made me wait a minute. That's right. When you got to stir? Get out this
3: morning. Red gave me this to show you. Hmm. I gave that luck piece to Red myself. I guess you're okay, buddy. What's your name? My friends call me Curly. Curly Lambert. Curly, huh? Okay, Curly. Meet another friend of Red's. This is Limpy.
6: Yeah. Glad to know you, Curly.
3: Same here, Limpy. Now you can open up and tell us why Red sent you here to see us. Sure. Have to make a living. You get what I mean? Red thought maybe I could help out in your racket. You don't look like the kind that goes in for rackets, fella. You think Red would have sent me to you if I wasn't... That's
6: right, Charlie. Red wouldn't take no chances.
3: Okay, Curly, count yourself in. I'll give you all the dope later on. Where are you staying? I, I'm staying in a room over on Third Street for the time being. Well, I guess you're going to like working with us. Since you've been in stir once, you'll be sure to be careful. Olympia, get a couple of glasses. We'll have a shot or two with Curly here. Later on, we'll
5: talk things over. As about then, I decided I'd better scram out of there, Reed, without trying to talk to Scrapper's so-called hero. I thought you might be interested to hear about it. Oh, I am interested, Ackin, especially since you heard Red Doyle's name mentioned. Sure, that's just it. I remember that Doyle case some months ago.
7: Yes, he was caught stealing small parts from that war plan. Evidently, the chap that
5: Scrapper McGuire thinks is a hero is really a crook. Just what I thought, Reed. Turn, sure, I heard him say he just came out of jail and wanted to join up in some racket or other with the other two. Yeah, I know. There's one thing more, Reed. What? He said he was staying in a room on 3rd Street. So? So he was lying, that he was. He's staying at the downtown hotel. Hmm. Well, that's interesting, too. That's a small hotel, but respectable.
7: It's strange He should lie about where he lived to the men he wants to join up with.
5: What was his name again? Uh, Curly Lambert, I heard him say. Uh, do you think we should tip off cops' headquarters about them? Well, it's time for that, Axford. As a matter of fact, they haven't broken the law yet,
7: so far as we know. But I heard him say well, it takes they... evidence, not hearsay, to get a conviction, Axford. I'll have a talk with Scrapper about what happened today. In the meantime, if you want to get down to the hotel and try to keep an
5: eye on Curly Lambert, you might turn up with the evidence that'll warrant calling in the police. Sure, Reed. That's just what I'll do. I'll shatter that guy until he tries to pull something, then call the cops. Uh, Maybe we might get a scoop of the sentinel out of it at that. Leaving the sentinel office,
1: Axford went to the downtown hotel, to shadow Curly Lambert. After a long wait, he
5: saw Lambert go out and followed. Well, he's turning into that side street. Probably going some place to eat. Sure, here he goes into that eating place across the street. I just mosey inside myself for a bit of coffee so I can get a good look at him.
1: As Axford started across the darkened street, he failed to notice the sinister figure closing up behind him. As he was about to step to the curb, he paused for a moment and stood trying to peer into the restaurant. Suddenly... Don't move, fatty.
5: Curly, club! Quiet. Sure, sure. You know I ain't being as quiet as a mouse. So, you're following my friend Curly, huh? Oh, me? No, me good friend.
6: I'm just walking along. That is a... Yeah? Well, Snoopy, this will keep you from walking a while. Oh!
1: We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. Now, back to our story. A short time after Axford was attacked, the phone rang in the city room of the Daily Sentinel.
4: City room, Daily Sentinel. Hello, is in there? Uh, No, sir, he's out right now.
2: Who's this talking?
4: Well, it's the Scrapper McGuire, one of the copy boys, sir. Listen,
0: sonny, is Mr. Reed around then?
4: Well, Mr. Reed's gone home. Uh, Can I take a message?
0: This is Sergeant Burke at police headquarters.
4: Oh, yes, sir. When Gennigan comes in, tell
2: him to call me. Tell him Axford got clunked on the head by a thug a while ago. We have
4: him down here. Well, is is he hurt? (laughs) He'll pull through, I guess.
2: Only tell Gunnigan he keeps raving about following a crook named Curly something or other. We can't make head nor tail of what he's getting at. I thought Gunnigan'd know, so
4: have him call. Well, yes, sir. I'll tell him to call as soon as he gets here.
2: Okay, son. Thanks.
4: Goodbye. Goodbye. Gee. He was following the man who saved my life today. I know he's not a crook. I'll leave a note for Mr. Gunnigan, then I'm going to the hotel and wait till I see Mr. Lambert. He'll tell me he isn't a crook. I know he will.
1: Meantime, Britt Reed went to his apartment, where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet, and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet, was waiting. He told about Axford's report on Curly Lambert, why you not let Axford tell police, Mr. Britt? Cato Scrapper seems to have
7: great faith in the man. Evidently, he did save Scrapper's life. And therefore, I'd like to check on the whole deal before I set the police on his trail. Well, perhaps you think Green Hornet best one to do checking, Mr. Britt. Right. No telling what it'll lead to, but for the boy's sake, I want to be sure. If the man's really involved with crooks, then he'll have to take what comes. You got everything ready? Everything ready for Green Hornet appearance, Mr. Britt. Good. Let's go, then.
1: Stopping in the vicinity of the address on River Street, which Axford had given him, Britt Reed left Cato and the Black Beauty for a short time. Soon he returned. All right, Cato. Do you not meet with trouble, Mr. Britt? Fortunately
7: not. Now move the Black Beauty further into the shadows. Then we'll wait and watch.
3: Our friend Curly lied about where he lives, Allenby. Huh,
6: yeah, you said it, Charlie. Now, where's that darn light switch? There. You shouldn't have trusted him so quick, anyway. What do
3: you mean, trusted him? Didn't I put you tailing the dope as soon as he left here?
6: Yeah, but you blew off with the mouth a little too much about the racket.
3: Ah, sit down and shut up. Outside of the boss, I'm running things, see? I know what I'm doing.
6: Okay, okay. What are you going to do now?
3: Now, listen. That dope's coming here shortly, ain't
6: he? Yeah, but I don't... Well, I
3: want to know just what he's up to. So, uh, play him along a bit, see? Then we'll... Look.
6: Look at what? You act like you're sorry. You fool,
3: look there in the middle of the table. Uh, a paper medal. Don't be a dope all your life. That's a seal. The seal of the Green Hornet. What? The Green Hornet? Limpy, you
6: know what? I know I'm getting out of here fast. Sit down. (laughs) Don't yell at me like that. My nerves ain't so strong right now. What are we going to do, Charlie? We got to... Shut up and listen.
3: Stop shaking, will you?
6: Well, I can listen, but I I can't stop shaking.
3: Ah, you make me sick. Now, here's what I think. That guy Curly is hooked up with the Hornet, see? Stooling for the Hornet
6: on our racket. I don't like that Hornet.
3: So what? Who does? Now, we'll just wait till Curly comes in. Then we'll take him to see the boss. After we tip off the boss and he's in with the Hornet, the boss will know what to do. The boss better know what to do or worse some. Dry up, will you? I'm calling the boss right now. We'll make arrangements to meet him at the old warehouse, so as he can meet Curly. Yeah, and maybe the Green Hornet too.
0: Well, Charlie, I didn't expect to meet the big boss so soon. thought no one ever did meet him but you.
3: I'm the only one who ever seen the big boss, Curly. He always wears a hood over his head when he meets the rest of the gang. I knew he'd want to meet you right off.
0: I hope he approves. so I can start right in with you.
3: You'll know exactly how he feels about it, Curly. Right away, too. He's like that. Hey, Charlie. Ah, uh, now what? I think
6: we're being tailed by another car, that's what. Maybe it's... Shut he's up.
3: A... What do you think it is, Lumpy? Skip it, Curly. He's got the heebie-jeebies tonight. He gets that way now and then. Well, we're almost there, Curly. And uh, something tells me you and the boss are going to have a lot to talk about. He's just dying to meet you.
6: Yeah. <laughs> a
1: short time later, Curly Lambert was ushered into a small office at the rear of the old warehouse. His interest immediately centered on the heavy set figure seated at a table at one side of the room. A figure whose head and shoulders were covered by a black hood.
0: So this is the man Red Doyle sent to us. Hmm?
3: That's right, boss. This is Curly Lambert that we discussed over the phone,
0: and I take it you're the boss of the organization. Is that right? That's correct, Lambert. Uh, what game are you and the Green Hornet trying to play, Lambert? What? I and the Green Hornet? Oh, you must be joking! I'm sh- sure you. I'm not joking. Answer my question. There isn't any answer to that one, Mister. I've never met the Green Hornet. He lies, boss. Hey, what is this anyway?
6: You should ask.
0: I have the answer to that one, Lambert. This is the end of your game, whatever it is. I still don't know anything about it. We know you do. But we're not to be caught napping. We're sure the Hornet followed you here. When he arrives, you'll find a warm welcome. What do you mean? First this. Hey. Why pull a gun on me? This will take care of you when the Hornet gets here. (laughs) I want him to see you get what's coming to you.
6: Hey! But supposing he don't want to stand around and watch, boss.
0: Ah, Limpy, sometimes your stupidity bores me. Luckable there on the door.
6: Well, I'll be. What's that for?
0: A net. Some idea, huh? The boss is smart. That is a cargo net, such as they use to load small but heavy stuff aboard ships out there. It's rigged up in such a way with poles that by releasing that single rope near Charlie, it'll drop fast and heavily over anyone entering the door. That's how we'll get the Hornet tonight. As soon as that door opens, Charlie will release the rope. Creepers, won't he be surprised? The element of surprise is what I'm counting on. Right after the net falls on the Hornet, my dear Lambert, then you'll get a bullet. And after that, the boss will finish off the Hornet. You two ain't so smart after all, Curly. But all this is crazy, I tell you. Crazy or not, tonight we'll see the end of both you and the Green Hornet.
1: Outside the warehouse, a shadowy, sinister figure skulked along the side of the building. Another figure silently approached. Then the two stood for a moment in the darkness, talking in low tones.
7: What did you find out, Mr. Brit? They're in an office at the rear of the warehouse. you think they expect Queen Hornet? Yeah, I'm sure of it. Are you able to see into office, perhaps? No, the window's covered completely by a drawn shade. Also, it's pretty high from the dark. Did you find a pole? Yes, sir. They're on ground, Okay. Now, let's synchronize our watches to the second. I'll hold the flashlight. Watches, same right to second, Mr. Britt. Good. Get the pole, then in exactly five minutes to the dot, do your stuff. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Now I'm going inside for the showdown.
6: Gee, boss, do we got to wait like this? I feel kind of creepy. Keep your trap shut, Limby.
3: Or the boss might turn that rod your way.
6: Hey, don't give out with ideas like that, Charlie. Ain't I got the jitters enough now? Listen, all of you, I tell I you, you, you... Quiet!
3: Hey, boss. I thought I heard something. There. Get ready with that rope. I'm ready, boss.
6: Look at... What? At the doorknob's turning. Shh! Kept kicked the door open and didn't come in. Hey, what
0: the? Uh, the window! I'll move, you're covered. He was wise to that net trick. Use your rod. I'll get him! My
7: shoulder! The boss blood cut. Let's try a little table tipping on your boss! No! Oh. Hey, the boss is out cold. Come on, Charlie, take some gas.
6: Wait! I ain't Charlie! He's him over there!
7: Don't! A skunk where any other name would smell as bad. Take it!
6: I, can... I know what has happened!
7: Now you hold it, Hornet. I got the rod, see? Ah, uh, so you have. I also see something else. This! Uh, hey! Had uh, your foot through the net, don't take some gas. Gas! I
6: know oh, it can't
7: breathe. I come quick as possible. It's long way around. The boss man with the hood on got knocked out when the table went over on him. Let's have a look. Come on. I'll take the hood off. Well, what do you know? Rutland, the war plant superintendent. Also, warehouse full of stolen war material. Yeah, good evidence. A good thing I suspected a trap. They were sure disrupted when I kicked in the door and you smashed the window with that pole. Some fun. Well, look, nice looking fellow. Must be Curly who saved Scrapper today. Yes, I don't know what his part is in all this. Well, there's a phone. Call the police. They'll find out and we'll learn in due time. Go to
1: it, kiddo. <laughs> following afternoon in Britt
7: Reed's office... I'm glad you dropped in, Sergeant Burke. It was nice of you to take care of Axford last night.
2: He's none the worse for
5: wear, are you, Mike? Says you, Sarge. It was a hard blow I got.
6: <laughs> you and Scrapper
2: McGuire. Two Irishmen looking for crooks. You get socked on the head, and Scrapper goes sound asleep in a hotel lobby. <laughs> but Scrapper, my lad, you can still have your hero, for that's what Curlin' Lambert really is this day.
5: What, what do you mean? Sure, Sarge, what blarney you handing out... Just this, Axford. Curly Lambert wasn't a crook at all. He's a federal man. A federal man? Right, Mr. Reed. He
2: even went to jail to get a line on them saboteur and racketeers. He'd have got them single-handed, too, if the
4: Green
5: Hornet hadn't messed things up a bit. Anyway, they've all been caught with the goods, and we got the big shot behind it all. Wonderful. huh? You think Burke did it all alone, the way he talks?
7: Well, we can't headline the part uh, you took in it, Axford. Say,
4: Mr. Reed. Yes,
7: what is it, Scrapper? Well,
4: can't the Sentinel run a story now about Curly being a hero and saving my life?
7: Of course. Curly Lambert will probably get the whole front page with pictures, too, Scrapper.
4: Gee, that'll be swell. (laughs) I guess everybody will believe he's a hero then, won't they?
7: They Sure will, Scrapper. In fact, I think even the Green Hornet would agree with you on that. (laughs)
1: copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. All characters, names, places and incidents are fictitious. Henry Stambor speaking. This is the Blue Network of the American Broadcasting Company.